This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we have a request. If you are genuinely enjoying this show, then please leave a review on iTunes or your podcast app, because that way it really helps us to grow the podcast and ensures that we bring you great marketing tips and advice each week. Now, today, I'm joined by Aaron Aegis, speaker, CEO, and co-founder at Louder Online. Aaron, I haven't messed up your surname, have I? You said it perfectly. Did I? And you're, you're, you're um, down in Australia, aren't you? Which part of Australia? I am. I'm in Sydney at the moment, and it's uh, getting a little bit cold. It's uh, headed right into winter. Is it? So what's, what's cold in Sydney? It's cold as in Sydney is pretty laughable, to be honest. <laughs> I might have to put a jumper on. <laughs> That's it. A very, a very thin jumper. Because it's winter down yeah. there at the moment, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's getting, it's getting colder than it usually is. I'm not happy. So I'm on a plane to the US to go and get some summer next week. So it should be good. Oh, good for you. So t- um, yeah, tell us about yourself, because you do quite a bit of speaking and all sorts of stuff, don't you? Yeah, uh, sure. I'm I'm the co-founder and CEO of Louder Online. We're a marketing agency, a global marketing agency. We we have uh, over 50 of us uh, at the moment, and we're distributed throughout the world. With most of our clients being uh, US based, but we do have them on pretty much every continent at the moment. And yeah, we're typically uh, working with medium to enterprise size clients, so the likes of Salesforce, Intel, IBM, Coca Cola. Uh, and you know, with the ultimate goal of of helping them drive traffic, leads, and sales to to the website and to the business. Now you deal with some pretty big companies, don't you? So I mean, you're the perfect person to have a chat about. I was thinking about sort of um, content and and search. Quite a general chat today. Starting off with um, content strategy, I'm just wondering, what sort of what are you seeing in terms of uh, I don't know common mistakes recently? I'm. Content strategies can be massive. I mean, we, we could do this whole conversation on content strategy alone, but yeah. wh- what I guess I'm seeing is um, a lot of people just completely ignoring actually putting a strategy in in the first place. And I'm not talking necessarily these enterprise-sized clients, but uh, you know, some of the medium-sized companies we come out with, they, they hear we've got to get into content marketing, we've got to be doing a blog and blogging and guest posting and so on. Mm-hmm. And they just jump in and start writing content. And Without the strategy in place, it's it's completely pointless. It's it's content for the sake of content. It, uh, it it achieves no goal, and you don't even know what the goals are because you haven't documented it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we we see a lot of that, and uh, it's it's something that really has to be put in place from day one so that you're pointing in the right direction. Do you sort of advocate? Uh, because I know there's different ways of doing this, aren't there? Do you sort of advocate certain sort of methodologists, methodologists, methodologies? That's the word. Um, in terms of um, sort of strategy, I mean, have you got any sort of um, yeah. sort of acronyms or anything that people that, that you sort of go by? Yeah, well, look, I mean, we we have a, a sort of a, a tool set that we work with for our clients when we're building out a content strategy, and it, it covers everything from your tone and style and voice to content length and structure, uh, aligning with business objectives, competitive analysis, user journeys and buyer personas, and really delving into all of that. We do content generation, um, you know, idea idea generation, editorial planning and scheduling. It's, it's a massive piece. And 
um, all of it, it, it's all equally important. You know, there's, yeah. there's different reasons for each part of it. And so it, it really covers a whole sort of plan that enables clients to be able to do the end-to-end content creation. How important do you think it is to uh, sort of, when, when you're doing the, your strategy, to sort of define user journeys and have the correct sort of calls to action to go with them? It's, it's incredibly important. I mean, if you're, what we often see is that loads of companies will start doing some content on their website and decide that their call to action is that they're going to try and get people to opt into an email list and that's it. And they have the one call to action across all of their content. The reality is you've got different people you're speaking to that are at different um, phases in their journey and in the buyer journey and, and different reasons for reading the content. And you need to have calls to action that are appealing to each of these people. Mm. So you've got to understand where people are in that funnel and, and make sure that you're talking to them in the right way and giving them what they're actually looking for at that time. Yeah. Do you think that psychology has a lot to do with this? Because, it's, I mean, we talk about the different contexts in which people are sort of reading content, don't we? Yeah, loads to do with it, um, you know, and that comes into sort of conversion and conversion optimization as well, convincing mm-hmm. people and encouraging people to take the desired action. Um, I've, we've actually got a, a book, my co-founder and I, that it's being published towards the end of this year that has a lot to do with uh, the psychology of marketing and, and how that comes into play. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked that, actually. Tell us more about this book. The book, yeah. Look, um, we don't even we have a working title. Um, it's not something I'm happy to share just yet. But the okay. whole book is based on what what we the shortcuts we would take if we were starting a, a again to get where we are, um, and skipping all the bits of wasted time that we took trying to figure everything out for ourselves and yeah. in building the agencies and and our own personal brands. And so it's it's a sort of a shortcut book and then also explains the psychology behind why we would do these different things and why these different tactics and approaches actually appeal to people. And that's where the psychological aspect comes into play. Yeah. We, can look, we can look forward to that. Now, you mentioned uh, about sort of creation or ideation, one of my favorite words. Could you tell us a little bit about sort of, uh, sort of what you do in terms of creation and, and, and ideation and why? Yeah, for us, we when we're doing it for clients, we go through a wide range of different things. But one of the core things that we do is um, answering questions and solving problems. And in order to do that, we've, we've got a bunch of different tools that we've created that pull in questions being asked uh, online at different forums and, and question and answer sites. And you can have a look at those in real time and be able to see that this many people are asking this question this week. And then you can start to create questions that answer, uh, sorry, create content that answers those questions and solves those problems. And in doing so, you, you know you've already got a hungry audience behind that content that you're creating, and it's not just guesswork. And I think that's such a, it seems so basic, but with the right tools in place, answering those questions and solving those problems means that you're useful, you're providing value, and you've got a much greater chance of that content actually being successful. You mentioned earlier, actually, about it's a phrase that stuck in my mind about people were creating content just for content's sake. Do you think people don't sort of allocate enough time or resources to sort of this creation of ideas phase? Yeah, I don't think they provide anywhere near enough. I think what what we see is most of the time people are creating content because they just think other people are going to be interested in it. Mm. Or they've read something online and go, yeah, well, maybe I'll just write something and write our take, our company's opinion on it. But really, there's 
there's no, not enough research done. So, you know, that first step would be in, you know, looking at questions being asked and problems people are having, but then look at, look at Google Trends and Google Keyword Planner and look at search volumes behind keywords, making sure that the topics you're interested in writing about are, are trending or, or they're evergreen. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways of being able to validate your ideas before getting to the writing. And if you do, there's much greater chance it's going to be successful. And if you're not going to spend that time creating, uh, ensuring that it is going to be of value, then you're literally just wasting time creating content. And that's where you get content for the sake of content. Mm. And someone, you know, uh, someone thinking they're doing their job, an agency getting paid to create ridiculous pieces of content that do nothing, and uh, a company that's that's paying money for no results. It's very interesting, you know, so recently, you know, with the sort of, you know, the Trump administration and the, the whole fake news thing, what's your opinion of, uh, do, do you think there's much of a, a sort of, uh, do you think it's an important area to think about sort of getting your information right? Or, or do you think uh, sort of fake news can be good content? <laughs> bit of an bit, bit, bit of an interesting question there, but it's just an idea that's sprung into my head. <laughs> Fake news can be good content from an entertaining perspective. Yeah. Uh, from an educational perspective, uh, yeah. Look, you got to you got to make sure that you, you do your research and cite your sources. I mean, yeah. just like top tier journalists would do and have done for years, you have got to get it right and and confidently back the data that you're you're including. I wanted to talk about um, distribution a bit as well, actually, sort of um, just for some of our perhaps our um, uh, listeners that haven't been listening for so long. What would what's a good definition of distribution when it comes to content? Uh, I guess it would be that even if you're you're doing all this work that I've suggested, you're creating some of the best content that exists out there. It's absolutely pointless unless people know about it, and it's not. You know, if you build it, they will come. It won't just, you don't just publish and pray. No one's going to know it exists unless you do the legwork in getting people to, to see it. Um, and that comes in, in many different forms. You know, it, it could be through SEO because you're going out and you're doing outreach for, for link building direct to those blog posts. It could be that you're using distribution networks um, for native advertising like Outbrain and paying to get awareness on that content. You could be doing things like AdWords. Uh, you could be doing influencer outreach. There's, there's endless numbers of things you can do to spread content. And I think one of the key factors here is not just how to do it, but that to actually do it. I, I think the most of the people that we come across, even big companies, there are very, very few people and companies that are bothering doing any distribution of content after it goes live. Hmm. Are it you surprises s- me. Yeah, are you seeing? I mean, you mentioned that. Are you seeing any other sort of fairly common sort of mistakes recently around distribution? Around distribution, I, I, yeah. Just that, just that number one thing that people aren't doing it, and it doesn't yeah. matter how much you talk about it. Haven't I've, I've written a, a forty thousand word guide with Neil Patel on the complete guide of building your blog audience, and it's all around content distribution and getting mm-hmm. eyeballs on that content. Um, there's plenty of content out there on it there's plenty of ways to do it it's just that people aren't building it into their processes and think that a good piece of content should just succeed on its own it just does not happen well thanks so much for talking to us if you had one um key takeaway from your from your knowledge of working with these corporations for our audience today in terms of the whole sort of area of uh, distribution and content and content strategy what would it be aaron Uh, i think it would be build that plan first, build that solid content strategy that makes that takes all of the guesswork and takes all of the risk out of 
what you're doing in terms of content marketing. If you can de-risk the whole program by using data and using proof um, and, and, use, and having guidelines that are proven to succeed in that strategy, then uh, you know, you're going to have a, a much better, a much easier case to, to prove and get funding through from the company and, and from the executive level and you're going to have a, a much greater chance of succeeding. Well, thanks, Aaron, for coming on. And uh, let's finish off with, uh, tell us uh, how our listeners can find out more about you and more about Louder Online. Sure, you can find us at louder.online or you can find us, uh, find me at Twitter. Uh, I am Aaron Aegis or grab me on LinkedIn or search for my name. I'm in about a thousand different places. I'd love to hear from you, so do get in touch. And Aaron, your surname, if I got this right, is it A-G-I-U-S? Is that how it's spelled? Correct. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks, thanks, Aaron, for coming on. Uh, the show notes are at sitedivisibility.com forward slash IM podcast. If you're enjoying the show, uh, leave us a review because that would be uh, great because it helps us to get out to more people. Um, we're always open to questions and suggestions. So the email is podcast at sitevisibility.com or you can tweet us at sitevisibility. Um, and don't forget, we have that site visibility group on LinkedIn as well. So thanks for listening and uh, thanks again for Aaron. Thank you for having me. I've uh, appreciated being here. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing.